Good morning, everyone. This is the Healthy Idea Podcast by Iman and Nico. I'm Iman. And I'm Nico. And on our podcast, we sit down with founders on how they're using new technologies to solve critical health issues that face our society today. We learn more about their journeys into entrepreneurship and how they started their company. We hope to shed light on innovations in health and encourage you to think on the art of what's possible with technology today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Healthy Idea Podcast with Iman and Nico. Today, we have Chris Lento, the head of healthcare strategic partnerships at Noom. We're so happy to have you on today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. We're so happy to have you on. And for those that don't know too much about Noom, it is a huge, huge, huge company. It's doing really, really well. Just secured funding from Sequoia, and I constantly see it on commercials on CNBC. So super stoked to have you on. It's a CBT-based company. They're all about trying to make people healthier, not only direct to consumer, but also through other channels as well, which we'll get into. I guess my first question for you is, can you tell us a bit about yourself, Chris, and a bit about Noom? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Chris Lunto. I work as the head of healthcare strategic partnerships at Noom. I'm a longtime healthcare industry veteran, spent 28 years in healthcare. It's actually the only jobs that I've ever had. And I've worked in pharmaceuticals, biotechnology, and healthcare technology primarily. And I orient around the commercial perspective. So the actual teams that I've been a part of and led have always been responsible for the promotion of a healthcare product or service to external stakeholders that are typically healthcare professionals, payers or insurance companies, or employers. It's been a wonderful run in the industry, and I'm really excited by the progress that we're making in this new field, which I will refer to as digital health, or digital medicine, or digital therapeutics. I wanted to pick up from what you said, Chris, on digital health being a very new field, and I completely agree. I think in the past five years, there's been the most VC funding into digital health than there ever has been before, and there's this ginormous transformation. I'm curious how you see Noon playing in the space and why you feel like it's being a leader in digital health. Yeah, the space has been fascinating. You're right. For the last five years, we've seen Hundreds of new digital health companies come to fruition, and they're all doing great work. I've had the opportunity to work full-time at three different companies now. So I began my digital journey, if you will, as the first commercial employee hired by Pair Therapeutics. And Pair is a clear leader in the space. They were actually able to gain what is the first FDA clearance for two digital therapeutics, which are called RESET and RESET-O, that are indicated or cleared by the FDA to treat substance use disorder and opioid use disorder or opioid use dependence. I also had the pleasure of working for Palo Alto Health Sciences that has an FDA-cleared digital therapy called Freespira, which treats panic attacks, panic disorder, and recently cleared by the FDA to treat PTSD. Those two companies are playing in the space of what I would refer to as prescription digital therapeutics. Their products are cleared by the FDA. They're regulated products. They have the clinical evidence to support the ability to make medical claims, showing that their products actually improve clinical conditions inside a disease state. 
I was fascinated by Noom while I was at Pear and while I was at Palo Alto. And I was really impressed by the group Noom's ability to combine science. You mentioned CBT. So Noom is a behavior change platform, a mobile platform that introduces psychology, different types of psychology, including CBT, to help support the company's mission, which is help millions of people at scale become healthier through the use of technology. And I was just fascinated that they were bringing this evidence-based psychology behavior change program to consumers using Facebook and TV ads to recruit consumers to come onto their platform. I was called by a retained search firm who explained to me that Noom was adding to their consumer model and really wanted to get into the tackling of more serious medical conditions oriented around the cardiometabolic space. And they wanted to do so by implementing strategic partnerships with life science companies, so either pharmaceutical companies or medical device companies. And that was enough to make me pick up the phone and speak to the CEO and the founders of the company. And I became even more fascinated as we dug into the potential opportunity. No, that's phenomenal. And I, and I hope to get into that a little bit. And I love that. I love that that was the catalyst for you to come in, in that they're using behavioral change therapy, not just in the D2C space, but in other spaces. And hopefully we'll get into that. But you touched on it a little bit. You rang the phone, the CEO definitely brought you in, and now you're the head of healthcare strategic partnerships. What does that mean? So Noom has a vision as a digital health player and one of the biggest in the space of that we can go beyond the pill. And our hypothesis, as it is the hypothesis of many, is that traditional pharmaceutical therapy and traditional medical devices, when combined with a digital product, have the ability to increase patient engagement, which could ultimately impact and improve clinical outcomes. So think of this as a drug plus software combination designed to take all those strong attributes of an FDA-cleared therapeutic, a pill or an injection, and combine it with the software designed to increase user retention, user engagement, as I would call that patient engagement, and ultimately improve the clinical outcomes by combining the two. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. And I guess, you know, when we're combining products with digital health services around the patient engagement piece, what does the ideal partnership look like to you? Yeah, so we're we're looking to partner with pharmaceutical and medical device companies that have FDA regulated therapeutics and devices that are looking to create a even more positive patient journey. So pharmaceutical companies and device companies often have tens, if not hundreds of thousands of users taking their products. And the products are sometimes challenging to take from an administration standpoint, from a dosing schedule standpoint. The conditions which we want to take on are those that are what I would refer to as cardiometabolic in nature. So medical conditions such as obesity, type 2 diabetes cardiovascular disease, which could include hypertension, congestive heart failure, hyperlipidemia, high cholesterol type problems. 
those types of diseases that one can be impacted through traditional therapeutics, but also have a lifestyle slash behavior component to them. And what pharmaceutical companies are noticing and often how their products are approved by the FDA, a type 2 diabetes product is often approved medication plus lifestyle or diet recommendations or changes. And the pharmaceutical companies are looking for resources and tools to complement their therapy. If you look at a healthcare professional, when he often sees patients suffering from these chronic care conditions, he'll tell them, you need to lose weight. You need to change your lifestyle. You really need to improve your behaviors. I'm going to prescribe this drug for you. Please take it as recommended, but pay attention to your weight. And it's very well known that the patient will go home. They're often overwhelmed by the therapy itself and don't have the resources or tools or education or know-how to figure out how to change their lifestyle or how to lose weight. Noom is a tool that can accompany that therapy to provide the resources to the patient to do so. Phenomenal. That is amazing. And I like the example that kind of affects our lives a lot more, stuff like obesity. And I'm curious if you're trying to tackle on these kind of really large-scale chronic diseases, things like obesity, things like diabetes, areas like that. So, yeah, that's a great question. So if you look at Noom, Noom's been around for 12 years. The company was founded by Seiju Jiang and Artem Petikoff back in 2008. And the initial product was a basic fitness tracker called Cardio Trainer. The product did very well. It's actually the number five registered app in the App Store. But all it was doing was tracking people's steps and mileage as they worked out or went to the gym during the day. And Artem and Seiju had a vision that they wanted to do more. For the next 12 years, the product has iterated to what it is now. And now what we are is a behavior change platform. And some of the core components of Noom's consumer product, which we refer to as the Healthy Weight Program, does include that content, which it comes in small bites. It's modular, being fed to the user each day in small bites. It takes about 10 minutes per day for our users to digest this cognitive behavior therapy content. All of our users have the ability to access a health coach. Noom is the largest healthcare coaching organization in the world. We have over 2,000 health coaches, and they are paired with our users as they enter the program. In addition to the coaches, we have group coaches as well. So a user is placed into a peer group with other like-minded users, and they receive motivation and coaching from a group coach, but in a community or peer-like setting. And many of our users develop relationships with their peers in that group. Again, another way to create retention or engagement. Me as a user, I have my coach who's working with me. We call them goal specialists. I'm working one-on-one with them. And then the group coach who's coaching the group as well. You know, when you add that to the ability to connect Noom to different fitness trackers and devices, everything from your Garmin right up to connecting a blood glucose monitor or a digital scale, now we're getting clinical inputs into the program as well. And together, you know, we caught well, this is a full on program with content, coaching, peer support, connected devices. And most of it is fueled by a very large artificial intelligence engine. 
and supported through our human coaching. And, and our coaches communicate through an in-app messenger service. There is no live contact, no phone calls, no video calls. It's all done in-app. That is so interesting. I think that's also amazing that it's connecting to the larger ecosystem of technology. It's really embedding itself into your life without having to be so siloed out. Like if I want to track my diabetes and I've been using my blood glucose monitor and it isn't interactive with Noom and yet I'm also using Noom for other types of areas around my diabetes condition, it's completely different. I like how it's been paired, which is very smart on Noom's part and it becomes part of your life. So I, I like that a lot. It is. You know, we, we want to position the program or the service as a kind of a place where you can go to to monitor your health, you know, where your coach is, where your, your step tracker is. We haven't discussed it yet, but a core component of the program is the food logging and the food tracking. We have the largest database of food stored in our program. And each day the user has the ability to log their meals. Noom does not preach a diet. We do not recommend what foods that a user should eat, but we do promote kind of a program that counts calories based on or counts food based on caloric density. And we categorize the foods into green, yellow, and red categories based upon caloric density. And as our users enter the program, they're put through a series of questions, which we call a buy flow, and they can indicate a target weight that they're getting to how aggressive they would like to lose that weight. And the program will customize and assign them a daily caloric goal of which is a target. And all of the foods they enter count up towards that target. Program is only positive in nature. There is no penalties for doing things. If you eat a steak, it categorizes as a red food. The coach isn't there to say, hi, Chris, you shouldn't eat that steak. It's bad for you. We're, we're preaching moderation and calorie density and hitting targets. Yeah, that's super interesting. The tagging, like the the artificial tagging to automate that for users and try to be able to scale the amount of data you have in your database and say, these are red, these are yellow, these are green. I think that's a very interesting component. It's not just beyond, oh, my normal managing of my condition, but to the point of like, how do I actually eat a balanced meal as somebody who has XYZ condition? Many of our users will comment that, wow, I never knew how imbalanced my eating was. Wow. It's really simple. It does everything from you can use your phone's camera to take a picture of a barcode on the back of a Trader Joe's prepackaged salad, and it will automatically populate in the app. The artificial intelligence engine will learn over time. And if your typical breakfast is coffee, some non-fat Chobani vanilla yogurt, some raspberries and blackberries, as you start entering it, it will automatically pull it up. And then you also have the ability to kind of what I would refer to is deconstruct your meals. So if you're eating some sushi, you can actually break the sushi roll apart and enter the different ingredients individually if you choose. That is incredibly smart. I've actually used things like food trackers before. I didn't find them particularly helpful. You can't break down things like sushi, for example, or a sandwich, for example. I, again, it's like being more so part of your life. It's, it's really giving you that insight. I have fun breaking down my poke bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I love poke bowls. I'm going to hand it off to Nico now for some, some further questions. 
Thanks, Saman, and thank you, Chris. So my question comes back to the partnerships that Noom has with life science companies as well as digital health companies. You know, for the most part, I think for most users, they think of a pharma company, you get a prescription, you pick it up, and like that's about the extent of your interaction. So is it common for life science companies to partner with digital health companies like Noom? Or is that more of an emerging trend? It's absolutely an emerging trend. Some of the more public partnerships that are out there involve Paratherapeutics and Novartis, the pharmaceutical companies Sanofi and Hapify Health on the digital side, Medisafe, which is a Boston-based company, which has a really powerful medication adherence program, has several partnerships with various life science companies. Atsuka, very large pharmaceutical manufacturer, has several digital partnerships, one with Click Therapeutics, one with Proteus. So, so we are seeing these, these are emerging, and they're really ranging from what I would describe as research and development deals in which they are building new products together, or in which a digital health company is helping the pharma company to bring, build a standalone product. Or we, we could be focused what Noom is doing, and we're attaching ourselves to commercially available products to improve that patient journey. And I'd be happy to share an example of one of the partnerships we've run as well. Yeah, I would love that. I'm sure our audience would love to hear about it too. Sure. Noom's most visible partnership is a, our relationship with Novo Nordisk Pharmaceutical. So Novo Nordisk promotes and manufactures a very popular anti-obesity medication called Sixenda. And as patients are prescribed Sixenda for their obesity condition by healthcare providers, they enroll in Novo Nordisk's patient assistance program called Sixenda Care. At that point, patients are able to either select no additional support they can select telephonic support through Novo Nordisk's call center, or they can receive a one-year, 100% subsidized program, what they refer to as app-based coaching, which behind that app-based coaching program is a customized Noom program designed specifically for obesity patients receiving Succenda. And so this, anyone who's prescribed that medication has the option to opt into one of those three buckets? Absolutely. They have the option to opt into any of those three buckets. Some choose no additional support. Some do prefer phone support or telephonic support. Many are picking the Noom option. And to date, you know, we started with a series of pilots, but to date we've treated over 10,000 users that received Sixenda, paired up with their Noom program and continued on their obesity journey. That's amazing. That's super exciting. You know, the most exciting part of this is, and if you look at Noom's vision and our mission and our goal, right now we're really successful on the consumer side. And we've had millions of users pay for the program out of pocket as consumers. We feel to access more patients and even sicker patients that we need to expand and we need to get into these partnerships with life science groups. And our goal is to have these patients receive the Noom program for free. In other words, the pharmaceutical company will see value in adding, and we could talk about this, what we call customized or dynamically white-labeled program, that they see enough value that they're willing to subsidize it on behalf of their patient after they receive a prescription, 
in, in order to help the patient on their journey to improve that engagement, to improve adherence, and help patients become healthier at the end. We want this to be a free service for the patients. We believe the pharmaceutical company has a stake in this and should be subsidizing mm-hmm, the program. Yeah, if you could touch upon that white label aspect that you were discussing, that would be fantastic. I would love to learn more. We use the building blocks or the foundations of our consumer healthy weight program. I had shared earlier that the program is modular in nature, so we can go to a life science partner and move. And we think weight is kind of a Trojan horse or a gateway to all these other serious chronic conditions. So Moving from our consumer healthy weight program, it was natural that we would move into and take on an obesity condition. So we picked, along with Nova, we designed this program together. We selected the content of what was applicable as we move from our consumer program into the anti-obesity medication program. We built in a medication adherence program. We do some more disease state education and awareness And one of the things we do is we pay more attention from a coaching standpoint. Our ratio of coaches to users is dialed back to provide even more support for the Sixenda Noon patients than we do for our healthy weight programs because the disease state is so much more complex and we're hearing lots of different things from the users than we do from the consumer program. We kind of also work our coaches who support the Novo Nordisk program are trained on Novo Nordisk's adverse event reporting program. And we do act as kind of a first line defense or first line reporting of any adverse events events that are seen. And we report them up through an escalation process to the Novo Nordisk team. Oh, wow. That's, that's super interesting. That's really, really cool. Yeah. That's really expanding just on traditionally what you would expect from either both a pharma company and from a digital health startup? Well, if you look from a pharmaceutical company standpoint, they're very interested and spend a lot of money on designing really creative, novel programs to support their users. In the case of Novo Nordisk, we're very much a part of a own overall and very strong patient support program. And Noom is one of the elements that Novo offers up to their users in an attempt to keep them on therapy so that they can receive the full efficacy as designed and prescribed by their healthcare provider. Got it. And and that makes a ton of sense. So with that being said, I'm interested to know, and it seems like the life sciences do control a lot of this, but it's like, how do patients get selected for these types of programs? And maybe it's because it's so new, but I know, you know, I've had family members who've gotten medication for chronic conditions at least from my understanding, it was very much just the medication. There wasn't really an option to opt in. So is this something that providers are be providing moving forward or payers, pharma companies will be a mix? So I, mean, I guess I'll answer that two ways. Right now in, in our current program, healthcare providers are aware that when they prescribe Sixenda, that their patients are going to be offered a variety of patient support programs. So the Novo Nordisk field commercial teams, the sales teams that are responsible for promoting the product within its FDA label to healthcare providers, have some messaging and collateral around Noom. Please keep in mind that Noom is not an FDA-regulated product. We are not making efficacy claims. What the Novo Nordisk commercial teams are doing is describing this as a patient service, a benefit that they've added in a way to support patients. 
We worked with the Novo Nordisk legal and compliance teams on making sure the product is promoted properly, not without making medical claims, and positioned only after a prescription is written and only after the patient has been deemed clinically appropriate for the Succenda therapy. So where this could go, and if you look at a company like Paratherapeutics, their product, which is called Reset O, has FDA clearance as a drug software combination. So the drug involved with the Reset O product is called buprenorphine. It's a generic drug used to treat various types of addiction, and it's combined with Pear's digital therapeutic product. So Pear is working feverly to gain insurance coverage from both commercial payers and government payers, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, to receive the proper coding and reimbursement support so that when physicians prescribe the combined product, it is covered and reimbursed by the insurers. And if you follow this even further, you'll see pharmaceutical and digital health companies developing products from the earliest stages from scratch and bringing them through the FDA clinical approval process together. The holy grail here will be a randomized clinical trial of drug plus software, maybe compare it against drug alone and see what the software addition adds to the efficacy, safety, and so forth. Right. No, definitely. I've seen a few companies that have started to do that. Not quite randomized, but initial trials where it's drug plus platform versus just drug and definitely seeing a ton of positive outcomes. I'm curious to know is how do you see these types of partnerships and opportunities evolving in the future in the next few years? Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot more of them. I think both groups have lots to consider. You know, there's a business model, a patient journey model to consider. You know, we're putting together a somewhat puzzle at this point. But I do think both groups, both the digital health groups and the pharmaceutical and even the medical device companies have one thing in common. We all want to provide better care for our patients. And we do all feel that the potential addition of digital tools, services, programs could potentially bolster efficacy, safety, and clinical outcomes of traditional therapy. So I think you'll see more of these. I would wager, if I were going to wager that, you'll see pharmaceutical companies acquiring products or actually even acquiring companies and doing in-licensing agreements or outright acquisitions. And we're seeing some of that already. And I think pharma is very interested in either developing products on their own or going out and acquiring or in-licensing technology. I think it'll be a little harder for them to develop it on their own. They're really good at developing drugs and making devices. And that's why, you know, Noom and other digital companies are led by tech gurus. We're, we're technology and product focused, where some of the pharma companies are science and commercially focused. If we combine our strengths, you know, this would be clearly complementary and produce solid results for the end users. I totally agree. I, I wanted to just step in for, for one second, Nico. I love what you said about the consolidation piece and that we might see pharma companies buying into digital health. One thing that you see a lot in M&A is that pharma kind of goes for the research piece of R&D. And what better way to get research than through digital health, which is literally collecting the data versus having the user go and 
XYZ hoop just to, you know, give information about what they're doing or how they're feeling. Using digital technologies, it's just so much more embedded. It's so much in your life. And it doesn't feel as much as a pain point than going through some other channel, whether that's a trial or whether that's, you know, other methodologies that are just not as intuitive. I I would totally agree. And I think every life science company on the farm, at least on the pharmaceutical side, has their own digital innovation or external search teams that is looking at their own portfolio, not only currently commercial products, but everything that is in development and wondering and considering, is there a digital play here? Should we be thinking about a digital program to attach to this therapy? When should we do it? Does it come after we're commercial as a patient support program? Or does it come early on where we seek clearance together because we can create better efficacy and better clinical results? Yeah, we've even seen at Accenture now too, we have clients actually approaching us asking for roadmaps and strategies and ways to kind of ideate and co-create, thinking about like, what's the actual customer patient journey? And are there ways to interact and intercept with them using technology? So yeah, I definitely think it's just going to increase moving forward. It's kind of a race to the top of who can offer the best experience. And I think that's really exciting for patients. Yeah. And what, what, stepping outside of my current role with Noom and looking at the industry from the outside in, I think the patient journey could always be improved. And we focused a lot, and you're, you've heard me mention a lot about patients who have been prescribed a drug getting a digital companion. I think we can move this all the way up into that clinical trial process to actually help pharma companies recruit and enroll actual clinical trials, which we know is a huge cost driver, and actually better enable or fuel, if you will, that research where pharmaceutical companies spend a lot of money to recruit, enroll, and enable and keep people engaged during the trial. And the cost of a dropout or the cost to run a trial on a daily basis is really expensive. So could there be a digital tool and there are, there are companies out there doing this as well. But if you look at that entire patient journey from the earliest parts to the very end, I think there's a dozen insertion points where digital companies can help facilitate, expedite, and improve that process, for the, for the, improve the patient journey. No, I totally agree. And on that, I wanted to ask, why is it, especially since using your expertise and the experience that you have in life sciences field, why is it that we're suddenly seeing this transformation and all these partnerships kind of bubbling up in the past four to five years? What is it about the current ecosystem, whether it's legislation or the overall market? Like, what has been driving this? I mean, there's so many factors weighing in here. You know, we, from the financial standpoint, we've seen so much money pouring in from investors. You know, we're backed by Sequoia. Pairs backed by Tomasic, you're seeing some big investors coming into the space. And I think you're seeing a natural transformation of the actual patient as our population gets older and younger patients enter the treatment or the healthcare system. Technology is a part of what we're all doing now. Physicians are younger, they're used to using technology. And I think we're just seeing that trend of we have a younger population who grew up on technology. Of course, we've had all these digital pioneers go out there and figure out that there's certain medical conditions that are going to respond to digital treatment as well. 
So I see all these factors seem to be colliding you know, at the right time. I think you'll probably ask me some questions about COVID. The last two months have seen phenom- phenomenal growth of the digital space. A physician told me the other day he felt we've made more progress in the last month as it relates to telehealth than we have in the last 10 years combined. I would agree. You see, so Iman and I are both consultants. You see one of the running jokes in the consulting circle is we try to push digital transformation a lot to our clients and help them come in the 21st century. And a lot of people joke that COVID-19 has done a better job of pushing people to actually update their systems to embrace new technologies than any consulting firm has ever been able to achieve. I mean, from from all bad things, sometimes good things you know, rise. If you look at, you know, one of the other factors here is many of the digital health companies and two of them that I've worked with are focused in the behavioral health or mental health space. Many of these programs deliver cognitive behavior therapy. So, so many things come to mind there. Finding therapists is really hard. Access to care, patients who are in rural areas, all of these things add up to saying, wow, if we can get an internet signal, which pretty much the whole country has now, we can deliver some of the same face-to-face therapy that are delivered by therapists face-to-face. We can do it remotely and be as successful. No, definitely. So With that in mind, how has COVID-19 impacted the work that's being done at Noom? It's impacted us immensely, like every other digital health company. You know, we sat back, we took stock of how this could impact us and our programmers and engineers and our coaches and our growth team and our writers. We quickly scaled and had ready content to support even to offer even more support to our users. The Noom Healthy Weight Program is not totally weight focused. We cover sleep and stress and anxiety and have built in specific COVID related information right now. I think our biggest advantage is we have 2000 human coaches that I've mentioned before, who at any one time, our users are asking those coaches different questions. So immediately when COVID hit back in late February, early March, our coaches became inundated with COVID-type questions. We had the immediate ability to right away start addressing and supporting our users through that in-app messaging. And then we backed it up with some specific content that is being served up as part of our curriculum. And, you know, we've seen some nice growth actually through COVID. I don't know if, you know, I'm isolated with my family and I know many who are, I would love the added support. And having a coach there to support me and not when I'm not around my coworkers, I think a lot of people, millions of our users are feeling that daily and are turning to their coaches into the Noom program for that needed and added support. No, definitely. I've definitely seen that too on just my end. I think everyone could use someone to check in with or talk to and just try to maintain some sense of normalcy through all of this. I mean, even, again, stepping outside of Noom, dozens of other digital health companies have opened up their products. They've been able to do this because the FDA actually relaxed some of its regulations over the last couple of weeks. So you see Achille has their ADHD product out there for children to use with ADHD. 
Headspace is making their product available. I saw this to city employees in Los Angeles where they're based. So all the digital health companies are doing their part to get their product out to patients in need. That's actually helping everybody because we're having real patients use our products, which they might not have been able to do without COVID. And the FDA has allowed this to happen. Telehealth is being reimbursed. So we're seeing this confluence of really positive things coming and people doing the right things when you know folks are, are suffering here from COVID. Yeah, no, that's really great news to hear. And that's something that we've been hearing from some of the other entrepreneurs that we've been interviewing for the past few weeks. I really admire all the companies and every one of them has stepped up to help patients in need. And it's, it's really admirable. Yeah. And I, I mean, I also don't want to, to forget like Noom's also for their direct to consumer has also been offering a two week trial for free. Now I saw that. We have. It's an interesting thing. We've we've actually found that users who do pay for our program <laughs> do really well. So offering it for free is, is a great thing. We want the users to benefit from the program. It's not a money-related issue as much as we want users to do well on the program. Noom's grown. We're big now. Uh, you know, we have solid funding. We've built a really solid business, but our business is really dependent on our users and how they use the program and whether or not it works for them. And that's what we're most interested in. Yeah, and we all appreciate that. And I think that's something amazing that Noom is doing. I did have a few more questions, but I think you you honestly addressed them. It was going to go into patient services and where you felt patient services was expanding. And I think we talked a bit more about it, more on the mental health. I'm kind of curious where you see Noom, you know, being in five years or where you see the biggest milestone in your career since you've had a couple of jumps from healthcare and then into digital health, which Pair is also a really big company. Where do you see the biggest milestone for, for Noom, in your opinion? I mean, I think my, my opinion is as Noom continues to focus on our direct-to-consumer business, which is really important, as much as we're focused there, our co-founders and our leaders would love to see us taking on more serious medical and clinical conditions. I've mentioned hypertension and diabetes and congestive heart failure, but we think we can take this up to treating a disease like cancer, where patients often suffer from weight-related issues, nutrition-related issues, as well as the behavioral issues that accompany a cancer diagnosis. So we, we think with the right partnerships on both the life science side and the academic side, that Noom could penetrate, and this is our goal, penetrate that traditional healthcare system. Could we have an approved product that is combined with a traditional therapy that is prescribed by a physician and has a, you know, a, a, an insurance code that allows for reimbursement and allows the patient's insurance to pay for the program or the pharmaceutical company to pay for the program, but taking on that more serious medical condition. Expanding into other therapeutic areas is clearly our goal. We want to get to sicker patients and more of them. We feel our program and the service we offer can help them. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I didn't even think about cancer or, you know, more aggressive diseases. It definitely has preconditions, things around weight loss, nutrition, looking at diseases from 
the starting point of weight, I think is really, really interesting. And I think it's very relevant in the fact that I think the first few signs of when you think something's going wrong is you, you lose a lot of weight, you gain a lot of weight, you know that there's something going on underlying. Absolutely. And the, the transition is going to be gradual. You know, moving from consumer healthy weight to obesity was one step. Moving from consumer healthy weight into cardiovascular disease or type 2 diabetes. I, I didn't mention, but Noom is the first mobile program certified by the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, as a diabetes prevention program. So we have already created in-house a diabetes prevention program, a diabetes management program, as well as a pre-hypertension and hypertension program. Again, using our Healthy Weight Program as the foundation or the building blocks, and again, capitalizing on the modular curriculum and using our coaches and goal specialists to support it. So with the right tweaks and ads and edits to the content, the curriculum, the food database, and the right partners, we believe we can dynamically white label a customized program for a specific therapeutic area. And our, our proof case is the anti-obesity medication program that we built for Novo Nordisk. We have several other partnerships, which we have not made public yet, but will do so in the very near future that take on other therapeutic areas and other more serious medical conditions. And Chris, where can other people, especially our audience members, hear about more of the amazing work Noom is doing? So yeah, we're, we're all big LinkedIn fans. We have a very active LinkedIn profiles, all the team. Facebook is a, always a great place to go. We're on all the social media and our, of course, Noom.com corporate website. We're pretty good at posting updates and keeping our users informed and engaged. Thank you so much, Chris. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. Your attention means the world to us. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share this episode with a friend. And if you really enjoyed it, if you could go ahead and leave a rating and a review on whatever platform you get your podcast, Iman and I would be over the moon. Stay tuned for our next episode.